Hi, I'm Joe Shelton. I'm a singer, songwriter, and music producer, as well as a software engineer, and most of all, a father with a daughter who recently moved to Scotland. And I'm Bailey, a magazine editor, graphic designer, and illustrator. This podcast is our weekly catch-up. We wanted to share it with you and let you be a part of our family rabble. Good evening, guys and gals and everybody in between. Uh, you're listening to Family Rabble. Uh, uh, quick little ditty. Uh, where me and my dad have a little chit-chat over a Zoom call, and we let you listen in. Uh, today we're discussing pickles and why dad hates them. Pickle hater, you have the floor. I'm Joe Shelton, pickle hater. Um, <laughs> they taste awful. Like, there's like a scent in cucumbers that gets into your nose when you take a bite. And that scent is awful even when you're having a cucumber for me. But when you take that cucumber and soak it in vinegar, it heightens that smell to the point where it's just unbearable. Uh, Bailey Shelton here, pickle lover. Uh, I got to say, I don't know what you're talking about, and I never have, but I respect it. <laughs> well... One moment. Hey, Jimmy, remember when I got you Chippy like three days ago? <laughs> Eight pound for what? Fries? Okay, you can't just do that. I need to have the, like, the, the real story here. Um, uh, before, before we logged on, I was like just in from work. I'm, we're going to have dinner in a little bit, me and Jimmy. And uh, he was like, right before I, I called, uh, he said, hey, do you want anything from the store? I'm going to go down and get a pack of cigarettes. And I said, uh, yeah, one of those juices. And he was like, those very expensive juices? Sure, I'll get you one of those. And I was like, thank you. And then I said, not the green one, though, because it has kale in it, and I'm allergic to kale. Um, and then we had a back and forth about hives, and it was fun. Um. And then uh, he got me this juice and he was like, oh, it's four pounds. Like, yeah. It weighs four pounds, man. That's and heavy. I'm, and I, uh, <laughs> and I bought him, I bought him dinner the other day and it was like eight pounds for essentially chips. That's a lot of food. How do you eat and eight sausage. pounds of chips? I mean, um, eating eight pounds of chips sounds like I'd be, I mean, anything more than like a pound of food at a time would probably. Yeah. So, so they do like. It's like, it's literally, it is a massive amount of fries, but you get a massive amount of fries and it's coated in vinegar and salt. And we know how much you love vinegar. Uh, and then the, the fan. sausage part is like a battered and fried giant, like pork kielbasa. Um, and that was his dinner and it cost $8. Um, it cost $8. I feel like most of I the didn't cost, know they used dollars yeah, in England. They don't, but you were talking about pounds and I was giving you the conversion rate because I'm kind. Maybe I was just being silly and it worked in an opposite fashion when I, when you said dollars. It's almost like I can't win, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the pickle haters at it again. It is somewhat like you can't win on that one. Yeah. Yeah, but I am winning because I have a I have a boyfriend who's willing to buy me a $4 smoothie, even though he thinks that's outrageous. He, he's correct. <laughs> I 
That's outrageous. Yep. I say as I'm drinking out of a Yeti. Well, I don't own a blender or I would just go in and blend my own bananas and strawberries together. You, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I have nothing for you on the owning a blender. I feel like that's something purchasable that isn't really that expensive. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things that you have to go and do. You know, I feel like I've talked to you about this concept before where it's like there are things in my life that just take like a little bit too much effort. And so like doing them takes it the same amount of effort as things that really need done that I am putting off. And so when I think, oh, I need to buy a blender, I'm like, yeah, but I also need to do this phone call thing. And if it's between like buying a blender and making that phone call, I should make that phone call. And then I'm like, well, I can't do that now because it's not like the person I need to call. It's not their business hours. And it just kind of spirals like that. And then I don't own a blender for like a year of living somewhere, even though I used to drink smoothies all the time because I owned a blender. Okay. And because smoothies are really quick. Um, like if you don't have time for a full meal um, and you are like me, someone who is willing to do a little bit of prep when I have extra time. Uh, this is a hot tip, dear listener. Um, I used to work in a cafe that had smoothies. And the thing is, um, a smoothie is just ground up frozen fruit with a little bit of liquid in it. So you can just like take an entire like thing of bananas home, an entire bundle of bananas, skin all of them, cut them into little bits, put them in a container, freeze that container. And then every time you're like, ooh, I don't have time to make a full meal, you just pop into your freezer, carve out some banana chunks, throw it in the blender with some other fruit, blend it and put that in a to-go cup and then you have a full meal put some peanut butter or some almonds in there and then all of a sudden it's a protein shake you know i you're love welcome. this i love this audio version of a tiktok video that you're doing right now yeah you know i i mean i like, like i think that it's the, it's the audio version of a tiktok like, smoothie video of which there are yeah you're welcome tons but like uh, not tons. in that kind of descriptive but, fashion without the the visual you know what's really annoying about TikTok smoothie videos is it's like you're watching someone make something and they are not explaining half of what you need to know, right? Like they're not giving they're you a really hot bad tip at making their food. Like I like watching yeah. the reaction to those video videos. Yeah. Like there's a couple of people that I really love to watch their reaction videos because they're very funny. And you know what I would love to see a reaction video for you. Um, so there's a marketing campaign right now in the UK. Um, where okay. Heinz is marketing their ketchup as like, oh, you can put it on anything. And they've taken people's like gross suggestions from like Twitter. And they're like, at Chris Young says, there's no better than Heinz. And it's a picture of ketchup on top of ice cream or ketchup on top of a croissant. And you're like, it's, it's just crimes against humanity on every single board. <laughs> I mean, so uh, ketchup on a croissant 
doesn't sound terrible just because like I've had ketchup on like a bun many times, like having a hamburger or a hot dog or something. Right. But right. But there's like, something else in it. <laughs> but, but, but just like, you know, a croissant generally doesn't need anything added to it to be good. It's like a buttery roll. Right. The idea of um, just having like so, a buttery roll with ketchup on it. And nothing, the ketchup sandwich, which else. is rather odd. I would kind of yeah. want to have something else. Now, if they took the croissant and threw inside it like some sausage and egg, then I'd then still I could then it. I could be fine. I still I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want ketchup do it. I would and still just want the croissant. No, don't need but... any ketchup. Just the ke the croissant with the sausage and egg would be okay. Um, yeah. But but like I don't need the the ketchup. That's a little too much. Now I say this, but. Jimmy is one of those people who would, you know, like he, he wants to catch <laughs> the other on. night I made a stir fry and he put ketchup on the stir fry. That just means he didn't like your stir fry. That's what it sounds like to me. No, here's the thing. He did like he ate it without it. And that was like most of the meal, but it was like the ketchup was his little treat at the end. Huh? Is he one yeah. of those people that puts like three gallons of ketchup on fries? It depends. Like I think like, he just likes the taste of ketchup. Like honestly, you, I think you, if I'm, I walked in on him eating it raw, that wouldn't be surprising. So like Levi, like our you know our, our friend Allison's kid Levi, when he was lit when he was young, dude, he was the biggest ketchup eater I've ever seen in my life. Like yeah. he literally would have one fry, like and eat eat the ketchup off of it and then dip it back in there and not actually take a bite of the fry. <laughs> That's why you get your own ketchup, boy. <laughs> he, he would have, he would have like a whole like thing of ketchup and and eat like three French fries. <laughs> yeah. You're like, how is he out of ketchup but not fries? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like rationing the fries or something. Hold on, must pause. Be right. I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back, dear listener. We weren't gone. We were here with... Moment, uh, so they didn't even notice. <laughs> we're here with renowned pickle hater Joe Shelton. <laughs> you just won't give that <laughs> like up. how I added renowned? <laughs> I am. Uh, um, in other news... <laughs> there's other news other than my dislike of pickles? I wanted to talk about... Uh, I mean, My few days in Chicago. I mean, you came so, to America, so you know, yes. and you visited me and went to a wedding. And these are fun. I things. like how you said you visited me as if that was the yeah, goal. That was the goal. <laughs> I thought. I mean, the goal was me. seeing my cousin's wedding. but <laughs> You were there. Yes. We spent time together. Um, so, yes, I went to America for just a few days. Um, and... God, how tired I was. Um, I my, I don't know what kind of training I needed to do in order to prepare for that uh, flight, but it really it just hit harder than it should have. I, I think, think that, that it like, was too few days of like being able to just have normalcy before you flew back. I mean, you were only here like four days. So. No, I think here's <laughs> the thing: the flight there was actually so much worse than the flight back. Oh yeah, because hmm. I didn't fall asleep on it. I think you know what it is, is that technically it was a red eye 
but I was flying into the day before. Right. So it was like, I got to SIDS and they were like, Hey, how, how you doing? Like, let's get dinner. And it was like, I don't, I think it was only like 10 PM Chicago time. And I was like, listen guys, um, it is 5 AM my time and I haven't slept. (laughs) No, it was 3 AM my time and I hadn't slept. I was like, that is still like, uh, like Sid likes to say like Bailey has a bedtime and it will be respected. Mm. And (laughs) that's very true. So it was like, it was like, basically it felt like I pulled an all nighter. Um, and I, I don't, I think I told you part of this story. I might've told you all of it, but the listeners have not heard it. So, I mean, um, I landed in Chicago on Wednesday and my flight got a little bit delayed. Uh, so we got into O'Hare at like 7 PM disembark immediately into the customs line. I was in the customs line for an hour and a half. Okay. After that, and you know what's weird is like you stand in a customs line for an hour and a half, and then they barely glance at you, ask if you've brought anything to declare, and you say, Yeah, I brought some candy back for my family. And then they go, All right, into the country you go. And you're like, Okay, thanks, whatever. (laughs) And it takes maybe 10 seconds. And you're like, There were not that many people in front of me. What the fuck? took so long okay well, some of them didn't have their uh stuff in order and a lot of them weren't american citizens it was an american citizen line yeah there were probably anyway, people in it that weren't citizens and they got held up and sent to another line and all kinds of stuff well so regardless i was there for an hour and a half it took 10 seconds at the end i was like come on give me a little bit of grief at least god just no, to make I, it worth I, it i think i'm good without um, the grief to be fair um, and then you know, I didn't have a car. I was staying in Pilsen in Chicago, which is where my friend said lives. And uh, it's on the pink line. So in order to get there from O'Hare without a car, um, you have to. And by the way, um, I had never. This is the first time I'd ever attempted to come from O'Hare to an actual neighborhood in Chicago. Mm hmm. Which is far harder than just driving around Chicago. Yes. Entering Chicago from uh, O'Hare is not in Chicago. Okay. O'Hare is Chicago adjacent. It's rubbing (laughs) up against Chicago. (laughs) It's technically connected to Chicago. It's part of Chicago land. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's about as close to Chicago as Gary, Indiana is to Chicago. I mean, it's closer, but depending on sure. which portion of Chicago you're heading to, Chicago is yeah. massive. So, it's not like, you know, it's not like some little tiny it's so, map it's spec. It's so big. It's like, you think, oh, Midwestern city. Nah, it's like the third largest city in America. Um, It's huge. <laughs> and so I hop on the subway with my luggage. And you hopped it's on the like, L. Isn't it? It's not a subway. It's it's it's, it's, an it's a partial train. subway and partial above ground. It's basic. It's the metro. It's it's the the L CTA, um, Chicago Transport Authority. Um, yeah. but it's not the L line. It's the it's a blue line train. Okay. 
Um, so you hop on the blue line and you take that all the way down. And I was just following the GPS on my phone. I don't, I didn't like, I'm not familiar with the Chicago stops. So I did not know like the reputation of each one. Um, <laughs> but if you're idea. from Chicago, then I'm going to say this and you're going to go, Oh, fu- for fuck's sakes. Okay. So the transfer, when you're coming from O'Hare and you're hopping on the pink line, you go to the loop and you get onto the, you get off at Clark and Lake. You go up two floors at Clark and Lake and you get on the pink line and you just take that all the way to Pilsen. The thing is that um, when the sun sets at Clark and Lake, uh, people start being like, wow, I can really act a fool. And that's like, okay. Like people are allowed to like, and honestly, daytime Clark and Lake is apparently also like kind of, kind of full of people just doing whatever the fuck they want. Like, uh, there was a CTA agent, literally, I think past the ex- entrance and exit, and there was a CTA agent sitting in the booth, and he just straight up watched three people hop the turnstile and didn't even blink. And he was just like, well, <laughs> that's happening. I was like, okay, what are you here for? <laughs> like, what's your job? I'm confused. Because if it's not to like, not to Make get into sure a fight people... with the people hopping over the the turnstiles for sure. Well, well, I'm like, okay, so if you're not if you're not supposed to regulate the turnstiles, then like, why are you sitting at the turnstiles? Like, are you just uh, here to keep? You know, I'm sure photos were taken presence? of those people hopping the turnstiles, and that, that at some point I'm... they will be sent something because facial sure. recognition. But... Sure, whatever. Yeah, so... I, you know whatever so i was just like all right some crazy shit's happening and i go up there's like one working escalator to the top and so it takes me a minute but i get all the way to the third floor and as i'm headed up there it's like some guy in a a reflector vest is yelling at this police officer woman who's heading down the escalator in the opposite direction and she gives him the like fuck off and stop talking to me eye roll she like literally looks at him with daggers in her eyes and then she just like disappears down the um the uh escalator and this guy in the reflective vest then immediately like turns and looks at me and i am just like i have nothing that you could possibly want like please i don't say anything i just ignore it I walk past him. I'm standing at the train stop and I realize that I've just missed the train and the next one's not coming for 10 minutes. So I'm like, oh God, okay. Lord, give me strength. And I'm standing there and I'm like using my suitcase as a like stand because it's now 930 and I'm just like barely holding on. I'm like very tired. I'm like, I left my soul at the customs line and I'm just like, I'm like, I need a bed. I need to fall asleep now. It is 90 degrees outside. I wish for death. And of course, Reflector Vest then walks up to me and he goes, one second, my cat is attacking me. He goes. He said, one second, my cat is attacking me. No, he didn't say that. He said, hey, 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 do you have a husband? I said, yep. 100%. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, I do. That line never works, by the way. Like, hoping to find some tips for hitting on women in public. I would start with a, hi, 
but I wouldn't start with a, hey, do you have a husband? Because uh, <laughs> the implication there is that the only thing that could possibly stand in the way of you harassing me <laughs> is if I am not dating someone, but am married, full fucking married. Like, I have to be in a marriage for you to leave me alone. If I'm just dating mm-hmm. someone, it doesn't matter if it's been six months, seven years. He hasn't put a ring on that finger. So you should dump him and get with me, the psycho at the train stop. So I say, yes, I'm married. He says, well, you don't have to worry. I'm going to leave you alone, which is a lie. <laughs> just a bold faced lie. He takes maybe two steps away and then he rounds back and he's like, and you know, anyway, I got a lot of people that I know that if they saw me talking to a pretty white woman, they wouldn't be happy at all. And like, I don't, I like literally, I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and like, there are like other trains whipping by so I can barely hear what he's saying. And then he like, I say, oh, I can't really hear what you're saying, man. Sorry. And I'm hoping he'll take that at as a hint to leave me alone and then instead he steps closer and starts yelling it at me yeah don't like, say all right here don't say that that just makes him come closer <laughs> yeah i just sorry man okay man whatever man will not leave me alone like, all right and then what you have to do is look at them you, what you have to do is look them straight in the eye and go there's brimstone falling god is coming for you or something like well, that and you see then, that that would be a great plan but i you just have to act you like did just lead me crazy. in to my third point which is i have a small freckle under one of my nostrils right okay, okay. been there my whole life some sometimes people think it's a nosebleed sometimes people don't notice at all this guy after you know Asking about my marriage status, bringing up race in our <laughs> non-existent interracial relationship. And then finally, he rounds back to, and I saw that m- scar under your nose, and I didn't know what you were into. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, I saw that scar under your nose, and I didn't know what you were into, so... Like, well, not Coke, not into <laughs> cocaine. I mean, me either. So but there's that. I was telling Sid about it the next morning. I was like, you know what? I was kind of like baffled at the time, but I'm realizing that it was 930. Like the sun had barely set on a Wednesday. I'm at Clark and Lake with a full fucking suitcase in the like in gross airplane clothing i look sweaty and my eyes are bloodshot and i'm trying to avoid conversation with this stranger and i bet it that there is nothing i could say to him that wouldn't convince him 100% that i am a person who deals cocaine and that i just don't want to share it with him and that's why i'm being a bitch like, cause if he, even if I was like, oh man, I don't do coke, he would be like, okay, I'm sure. But do you sell it? Would yeah. have been there. 
But do you sell it? Is that Coke in that bag? No. That's my shit. <laughs> yes, your shit. That's what I want to buy. <laughs> exactly. Don't say that. Say my clothes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you have to be specific with these people. It could be slang that you're slinging and you don't realize. I don't it. think I don't think that I have to be specific with anybody. So, I think that I deserve to be left alone. You know, this particular line and and, and uh, portion of this podcast reminds me of our last podcast when I believe I spoke something about it being more convenient to use cars. <laughs> I, I think I said that somewhere in there. <laughs> Bro, no one has accosted me on a train. Well, that's not true. That's not true. I just remembered that I mean, the first time I went to London uh for Zach's wedding <laughs> last summer I uh was on a train for like 4 to 6 hours somewhere in that range and the train was delayed getting into London and the guy sitting across from me with like 45 minutes left goes hey we're about to get to London and I was like correct yeah and he goes so can I get your number? I was like, no, man, I'm sorry. And then he goes, okay. And then he offered to share a taxi. And I was like, someone's picking me up. Like, dude, if I didn't give you my number, do you think I'm going to get in a random car with you? No. See, this is mm -mm. why, like I say, you know, I, I always say I, um, will not share a taxi with anyone. I'm not a taxi sharing kind of guy. I, I, I just, no. I, I want my own vehicle generally. Now, if I go to Mexico, then I will get into a taxi because I'm not driving in Mexico. That's even worse. That's a good way to get, you know, arrested for violating whatever law you didn't know existed. However, in Chicago, I would definitely have rented a car. Yeah. Well, yeah. You live and you learn. <laughs> yeah you know and honestly I, I also know that it, it, you know to be fair i have never had any strangers ask me my marital status while i'm riding in a car by myself that i rented from the airport has anyone has anyone walked up to you and said in a way that insinuates that their next question is can i get your number has anyone ever walked up to you and been like, hey, you married? <laughs> Are you married? I, but, I haven't been, is... I, I, but I haven't been on the L since I was like 22. Um, okay. So I, I didn't have it that experience then. But, that, you know. This happened to me in March when I was in a taxi on my way up to, uh, on my way from Paris to Dieppe. With you were in, a, uh, in the you back were, seat. You were, you were in a taxi? I was in an Uber, and the Uber driver asked me, this, this French man did not speak a word of English and asked me via the Translate app two hours into the Normandy countryside, do you have a husband? Are you married? And you were like, yes. Yeah. 
100%. (laughs) Jimmy and I had only been seeing each other for three months, but according to me in that moment, it had been like six years. You know, this reminds me of Ghostbusters when when they go, are you a god? No. (laughs) The next time someone asks if you're a god, God, you say say yes. yes. That's me. <laughs> if if anyone, if anyone who could be flirting with me asks if I'm married, I 100% will say yes every time. <laughs> uh, but then you're you're going to run into this, you know, person who is likes a challenge. Well, I'm a I'm one who could break up the marriages. You okay, know, and they will get a That'll no. be his next line. <laughs> no, get a no, no, no. <laughs> so <clears throat> you got to Sid. You spent a day there. I did. Then you, then you took the South Shore line. I did, which was fun. Yeah, to to yeah. to meet us. Yeah, and they were actually diverted. So <laughs> I don't know why this happens to me when I travel. <laughs> It always does. Yeah, it was it was very it wasn't nearly as bad as when I got caught overnight in Amsterdam, but uh it was so the train was diverted, so it was like you get off of the train in Gary and immediately are funneled onto a charter bus. And I was telling you, I was like, that's the cleanest charter bus I've ever been on in America. <laughs> like I've I've been on some perfectly normal and fine charter buses here in the UK. Um, never really had a problem with a charter bus in the UK, but I have been in some disgusting charter buses in the US. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hello, we have four hours to go, and this entire bus smells like a urinal. Like, enjoy. <laughs> we've got our new, we've got our new air freshener scent, dog urine. <laughs> <laughs> That is the American bus system, yes. (laughs) We've deployed it specially for you. And we've also improved the seats so that they are four inches narrower, right where you would put your hips. And I don't know why I'm talking in this weird accent. Because because this is a luxury item. (laughs) We've raised the cost of a ticket by 400%. You're welcome. Just so that it smells really, really fresh. We've used dog urine scent so that it smells like the great outdoors. Huzzah! Huzzah! So, So that was fine. That was cool. um, you know, after you arrived, we weren't quite there to get you at the bus stop uh, or the train station. Um, how long did, you know, did you have anything exciting happen in Michigan City at the train station? <laughs> that we, so, that we missed on, so, so the platform that they dropped us off on is there are two stops for the South Shoreline in Michigan City. The one that's actually downtown was the one that was closed. And the one that was open is like on the outskirts of town in like this industrial park. So it was like they dropped you off. Yeah, this old school bus. industrial park too. Don't don't think nice new. Think you know. There is no industrial. coffee. Okay, like industrial you can't walk age to a McDonald's. <laughs> it is, 
there are warehouses there is a rail yard there is a very small building with a very small bathroom in it to buy tickets for said train and then there is a huge parking lot outside of which is a major street with no sidewalk so i was like well i guess i'm hanging out in this parking lot for a half hour uh and i called mom to let her know that i was there and we were chatting for a while and over the course of that maybe 15 minute phone call i was asked four times if i was getting on the tr- the charter bus to chicago are you are you looking for the train to chicago no are you <laughs> trying to get on the train to chicago no hey miss are what are you waiting for a ride to chicago no <laughs> Thank you for your concern. No, I'm waiting for a ride to lunch. <laughs> I just want a ride uh, to lunch. <laughs> I'm not, I, and I'm not impatient. You guys seem to think that I am. I just, I would just want to sit here until my ride gets here. Thank you. They're close. I've texted them. They're on the way. Yeah. Did yeah. not, these words did not deter them. They were very persistent. They thought I was lost. I was like, oh. I must look like a little baby right now. I must look like I've never used transport in my life. I mean. (sighs) Woo. This is still me tired from that weekend and it's been a week. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I remember, uh, getting you and we went to lunch and we only had to talk granny into eat to ordering once. There was only (laughs) one. We only had one. (laughs) <laughs> time when we made uh granny couldn't figure out what to order just wanted to order nothing we talked her into ordering something um it was mainly because um we went to a restaurant that was like fancy it wasn't even that fancy it, it was it just was like fancy it was very bougie it was it was like a bougie brunch spot and yeah. it was good okay it was yeah. good and you know you talked about expensive i mean it was it was. You know, the smoothie that you just had was cheap compared to the lunch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I think that, like, all the food was fantastic. Oh, I mean, And yeah. uh, we had a mimosa flight, which got a little shamey eyes. <laughs> granny, but, did, granny gave you shamey eyes. I got for... shamey eyes at lunch because I drank yeah. before noon. It wasn't before but, noon, though. It was like one by the time that. It was, but. Um, yeah, you know. You, but but you I'd day, do it again. You, you were day drinking. and I was day drinking, and I, you know, I would do it again. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm not going to stay up past my bedtime just to drink alcohol. Um. Anyway, the the when we had the we got to the hotel at the blue chip and half the power was out at the hotel which was interesting <laughs> and i yeah. what what i have to say um these next few words were my favorite words of the trip from any service personnel which were well i'd just like you to know before you check in now your room does have power however the restaurants and the pool 
and the casino and basically anything fun does not. <laughs> yeah. That was a direct quote. What, it, what it I love into, about that basically is... anything fun has no power. So, so, so my stepdad works in a casino and not that casino, a different <laughs> casino. Um, he works at Hoosier park. Uh, and he also is the person who you would call if the power is out. And so there have been many times where like during a thunderstorm, Joe has to like go into work because somebody doesn't understand how to like kick on the backup generator in certain rooms or something like that. And so he has to go in and fix the power outage. And, um, I love that we were sitting at dinner and you told him about that. And he goes, Oh, I would, my phone would be ringing right now. I would not be here if that were my casino. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, talk about bleeding money. Like, Basically everything fun. I, yeah. I like like at the casino on a Friday night in June, <laughs> in late June, it is the height of the summer. All of the rooms are booked out. The I casino mean, isn't on. <laughs> to be fair, they got the casino back up pretty quickly, but the restaurants didn't come up for the the whole evening. Like, they yeah. Didn't. Well, in fairness, the casino is the most important part <laughs> yeah. as far as revenue goes. Pe like. People go someplace else and eat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they uh, and the profit margin on food is way lower than people feeding dollars into machines. So I mean, I, I went into the casino for one hour. I played roulette for about forty minutes, and I made a hundred and fifty dollars and quit. I was mm -hmm. pretty much done. <laughs> You're not the target demographic, but I mean, so here well, are once we I won, once I actually bit. won and got all my money back and some extra, I was like, hey, that was fun. It won't be fun if I lose this back. I'm leaving. That was pretty yeah. much my stance. Well, so on the way to Chicago, I, I preface with another story about my way from Chicago to Michigan City for the sake of context. So on my way, dad would talk, uh, call this being swim, swindled out of $10. But on my way it, I to probably the would. station... On my way to the station, a I was looking at the map on my phone and a guy tapped me on the shoulder and was like, oh boy, not again. And instead of asking if I had a husband, he signaled that he was deaf. He showed me this little sign he had written out where he was like, hey, I'm not homeless. I work for the post office. Uh, I lost my wallet on public transit yesterday. It had all of my fucking money in it. I just need 875 so that I can buy a ticket from this station to this station in Joplin, Illinois or whatever the fuck. And he was like, if you could please help me out, that would be really great. <laughs> it's like, uh, I basically was like, hi, I don't have cash on me. Um, and he was like, I know where an ATM is. And I was like, fine. Yes. And I walked to this ATM with him. He, he was like signing. What? Like, I, I know. <laughs> you walked to like, an ATM with him? Yeah, what? because the ATM was in a convenience store. So it was like I had to walk into a convenience store with other people. Calm down, okay? So homeboy was like actively using sign language. I could tell that he was actually deaf. I was like, okay, whatever. 
I ended up walking into the ATM, breaking it at like breaking the 20 into two tens at the convenience store, handing him exactly $10. And then he was like, oh, my God, thank you. And then went to a train station right next to the ATM and got on a train to wherever the fuck. Um, now, I say this and I know that you're shaking your head and holding your head or whatever, but um, homie just wanted $10. And if he's willing to s- pretend to be ba- deaf and use sign language with me for 30 minutes straight, he has overworked for that $10 and uh, therefore I mean, whatever. Like, today he's today he's there and he's blind and um, he's lost all contact with humanity and needs $10 okay. to get to Joplin. No, Who no. cares? Who cares? It's $10. So I gave him $10 and he got hopefully where he needed to be. Cool. <laughs> and I didn't feel harassed. I, I felt like I was talking to some guy named Bruce, which I was. Do you so know how many it was people whatever. I've run into in downtown Indianapolis who have run out of gas and need $10 for gas money? Okay. Again, there's a difference between someone harassing you harassing. and someone just being I mean, like, hey, can you help me? They aren't harassing. They're like, hey, man, can you help me? That's just their whole scam. I'm out of gas. I'm from out of town. My car's just right over there. I need $10 so I can fill it up at the gas station a couple blocks down. I don't care. That's not the situation. I gave him $10. He immediately got on a train. I saw him do it. I don't care. Okay. I don't feel bad about it. I know that you're like, don't ever give money to anyone, but that's he, not how he, I feel about it. He so. had a pass. He, he had a pass for the train. He probably jumped over the turnstile. <laughs> it's an out-of-town train, Dad. There's a conductor for an out-of-town train. Can't just hop the turnstile when there's a conductor because there's some guy... Checking tickets and stamping them. He had the Illinois pass that like gives him unlimited rides. I don't know. And therefore, he put through forth a crazy amount of effort and was friendly and kind and not bothersome in order to get ten dollars. So he, he, you, you were paying him for his acting abilities. I, okay. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so I gave him ten dollars, and that's that's the story. Okay, and. On the way to Illinois, I was like, all right, well, money's tight because I didn't plan on drawing out $20 today, but whatever. I now have this $10 bill in my hand. That's cool. Go into the casino, put a dollar into a slot machine, pull it, win 20 Did you? Yeah. And I, I so. literally was just testing to see if the machine took dollar bills. Like I was like, oh. I wonder if this old machine takes dollar bills. And I pulled the handle and I won $20 and mom was right there. And I was like, cool. Good for us. I just got, I just doubled the money I gave to Bruce. Well, you you did cool. like, you did like granny, man. Granny, like, well, she, I won $20. She won a thousand dollars. $2,000. Granny, $2, granny cleaned house with the blue chip. She paid for her room for the whole thing and yeah well the entire trip in fairness granny probably two or three more trips <laughs> so but anyway I, regardless i was like okay cool i made my money back yay my, michael and called her the luckiest person he's ever seen he, she is <laughs> if you go you should go to bingo with her because that is that is astounding um 
So yeah, basically did that. And then the other funny one, what I don't know if I told you this. So I was talking to Joe and I was like, explain to me all of the machines. Walk me through it, casino man. And I sat <laughs> down at one and he was explaining how like sevens works or whatever. And he was like, okay, you're going to do a uh, max bid, which is $3. And I hit max bid and I pulled it and he goes, okay. And then you can do two more $1 bids. And then I pressed it and it was like, you're out of credits. And I was like, so Joe, the max bid is $5. And he slapped me on the back. He goes, well, guess you just lost five bucks and then walked away. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I walked up to him and said, Joe, your bedside manner is horrible. <laughs> he goes, what I... can I say? I'm not a gambler. <laughs> I was like, that's not the point. <sighs> well fun the wedding was yeah. beautiful by the way it was it gorgeous was, it was gorgeous we had a good time um the uh um the the actually the party the night before was on the lakefront uh at this place called sunset grill and it was gorgeous out there if you want to check out my instagram you can see photos of that stuff so yeah Mr. Joe Shelton on Instagram at Mr. Joe Shelton.com. Like and follow, subscribe. <laughs> like, follow, subscribe. Hashtag pickle hater. You know what's sad is that season six's episode one of uh, Moonshine and Music came out yesterday. Why and, is that sad? Well, it's sad because the amount of people who downloaded it in the first day surpassed the amount of people that have. Uh, downloaded this podcast for the last six months. <laughs> That's not sad. That means you did a successful thing. I mean, we work really hard here at Family Rebel. Get your friends no. to subscribe and download us. Are you working hard? Oh, yes. This is really challenging. Uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I was being a delight. but you, I mean, you are a delight. I, the actual on-air portion is mm. is truly delightful but there's a oh, lot well, of work that you. goes on in the background post-production you know oh i wasn't under the impression that you cut anything out i don't <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> but i still do have to you know put the header and footer on and post it oh and poor baby work. that takes time you know mm-hmm um so Gilmore Girls. I didn't watch any. I was busy. So like you know we we did Chicago. I mean it, we I didn't do Chicago. We did Michigan City and we did yeah. the trip back and it, you know when you drive over to Muncie from Indianapolis to Muncie and then to Chicago and to the Michigan City and then back to taking the same four and a half hour route um it's tiring to do that yeah for something that would be like a two hour and 45 minute trip if you just did it from home to make it four and a half to five hours by traveling to another city that's in the wrong direction um mm -hmm. is is a challenge to your physical abilities and so you need mm -hmm. to sleep a little more secondly so something in my hip got 
in pain from the whole bed situation or whatever. And that's been bothering me ever since. But this weekend we were actually having our independence day party. Mm -hmm. So we had folks coming for that and that was really fun, but you know, it took up a lot of time and sleeping and getting things together for the party. So we had a a lot of people over uh, yesterday, the day before. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, we had a great time, but you were not here. You were missing out. I'm trying to think. Oh, God. I'm sorry. So Sean met Stephanie Huber, and he calls her Stephanie Huber, like, the whole time. Hey, Stephanie Huber. Like, <laughs> I'm sure awesome, certain Sean Huber. has met Stephanie Huber before. I don't know, but he just keeps calling her Stephanie Huber, first and last name. Like, I like the idea of Stephanie being a first and last name person. She's Stephanie Huber now. Yeah. Like um, like Stephen Stills. Yeah. Like I mean, she always was Stephanie Huber, but you know, now she just gets called that. And uh well, Sean did that. DJ Pizza Box. We found yeah. out at the wedding that he's actually DJ Pizza Box. Alter I knew that. Alter already, ego. But yes. his alter ego is that and he gave away the the truth that of who DJ Pizza Box actually is. Um but he did the uh, playlist. He he put together uh, the music on the back porch for the party. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Everybody was happy with that. I made barbecue. People ate all of it, so they must have liked it. Sarah made a whole bunch of cool stuff, as usual. Yeah, um, Sarah's the bomb. So she is. So we What's had a good like party. What's it like with a world-class chef? I mean, I've lived with myself for so long that stop i did <laughs> it's um not <laughs> i did uh you know i put to go put together old joe's world famous you know barbecue um barbecue ribs so you know you call yourself old joe old joe you're not that old. not old joe old like o-l-e old, old joe you're neither old nor old <laughs> Because old, old, I feel like in ways is older than old. You know, like I like old, that you're, I like that you're questioning that part of it, and not the world famous part. <laughs> we've already pre-established that you are a renowned pickle hater. You think I'm not gonna let I mean, you have world famous? I mean, Old Joe's world famous chili soup is kind of the best thing ever. Like, and Old Joe's world famous biscuits and gravy literally have been spoken about in scotland many times many times that's true um yeah i mean biscuits and gravy you've got me there the thing i like about your chili is that i can add an endless amount of cheese to it and it just tastes so goddamn good (laughs) i you know what you know what it's a good chili when you can add just like a fistful of saltines and half a bag of cheese and it's still chilly, you know? Yeah. You can put any amount that like, you like. Yeah. Like, like I've had chilies that cannot withstand that. Mm-hmm. And some are bad from from the inception too when you add that much cheese to it. Like sometimes you're adding that much chili, cheese to it just Skyline to, Chili mm. can't take the cheese. Yes. Because it can. the cheese doesn't do anything. The oh, cheese does Skyline not chili. take out a single <laughs> bit of the cinnamon. So, Skyline Chili rocks. I mean, the chili, what I like are the cheese conies, you know, 
It's the hot dog with that, you know, skyline chili and like a mound of cheddar on top of it. Like so much cheddar that you can barely see the hot dog under there. <laughs> um, you know, that is awesome. Bailey Shelton here, renowned skyline chili hater. Uh, <laughs> just chiming in to say that you should never put cinnamon in chili ever. You know I mean, why? Because you can't know. take out the cinnamon taste. You can't over, you can't fix it. You can't course correct. When the cinnamon is in the chili, it's done. Okay? No, it isn't. It's awesome. So it's just a different thing, though. See, your problem is that you have a predefined measure of what chili should be. And Cincinnati chili is a little different. So, I don't like it. Well, I don't like it. I don't I like it, it, and I don't love have it. to. Love it. I don't make it that way though. Um, My chili is different than Skyline chili. If I want Skyline chili, I just go buy Skyline chili. Have you been to Gold Star chili? No. Which is another big chili connoisseur. I just know what I like and what I don't. Ah, so you like old Joe's world famous chili soup? Apparently, I don't seek out chili. But I'm going to be honest with you. There are a few times in my life that I've thought about chili without it being handed to me directly. Well, I've never I mean, been at a restaurant and been like, oh, I wish they had chili. Bailey, you know? game time chili is the best chili. And you know what? The only time that I've ever had chili in a restaurant, I'm pretty sure it was a Tex-Mex place in Washington, D.C. during the eighth grade trip where they just sat the chili down on the table and they said, this is it. This is dinner. So I had the chili um, at the depot. Like the, uh, Have you been to the depot restaurant in Greenfield? Yes. Sid and I once got drinks there. So they have a really good chili and tenderloins. Um, but I like to get their, I like to get their chili. It's got a little bit of kick to it. Definitely. Well, it a, is chili. Well, yeah. I mean, it should have some kick. Otherwise, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yes. So, I mean, trip was fun, but tiring. Party was fun. Mm-hmm. We missed you. Um, you you did I was, miss out. I was on a mom. Mom Snapchatted me a, a video of Shara dancing and singing along to music, and uh, I I told her I was like, man, FOMO real hard. But I was like, here's what I was doing while you guys were at a party. I was taking a care package up to my friend Addis's place, which is like thirty minutes outside of downtown in like the opposite direction so it actually took a while to get there but um i had assembled all these little goodies because they had surgery earlier in the week and i was on the bus into their town maybe like 15 minutes away on the bus and this gaggle of middle schoolers came on okay at least 12 of them okay six girls six boys they pile on boys all look like the kids i sat with at lunch in middle school and all the girls were like short shorts fake eyelashes straight ass hair like 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 dressed like they were going to a nightclub and i was like okay interesting and i'm like whatever kids be kids like they're probably just all going to a party together or something they pile on right behind me on the bus and one of them pulls out a JBL speaker and starts playing EDM as loud as the speaker will go on the bus. Like there are okay. other people present and he is playing EDM at like club what, level noise. Was he as good as DJ Pizza Box? 
he wasn't DJing. He was just playing. Well, that's one, all DJ Pizza Box does. One thing. Oh, he didn't have a playlist. And no, he it wasn't just... good. It wasn't good. It was very loud. He was bad. He was DJ he Bus. Was bad. Yeah. He was he DJ was... Bad Bus. He was DJ Bad Bus, and and so I went down to lower level, and I was like, hopefully this will be better, and you could still hear it. The entire bus was like, boom, 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 and I was like, come on, man. And then the bus driver was like, he like stopped at a stop and then he like opened his little door and he got on his phone and he started calling his manager. I was like, maybe he's just about to kick these kids off the bus or something. And then he was like, all right, guys, everyone off. The bus is broken. I was like, is it broken? Or did you just not want to hear the teens? Like, did you just not want to deal with the teen situation? So you're like, all right, middle schoolers, bus is broken find another one <laughs> yeah you can play that loud shit somewhere else because i'm driving an empty bus <laughs> like, what a good grift <laughs> so i ended up like walking the last 20 minutes of the way like because it was like oh it was only like maybe five ten stops away but the bus is broken down. So I was like, well, this is about to be a lot longer. So I like called my friends. I was like, hey, just so you know, it's going to be a minute. Got there. And I one of the things in their care package, you'll like this. There's a person in Glasgow who makes ice cream in uh, North American style because they're from Canada. And they have all these funky flavors. And the one that I got at us was um, cereal milk flavored. Oh, so like it tastes like frosted flakes soaked in milk and then turned into ice cream okay so and they took a bite of it and they were like this tastes like someone took a bowl of cereal (laughs) and then mixed it with vanilla ice cream and i was like buddy it's called cereal milk that's That's exactly what they did that is exactly what they did (laughs) To be fair, that is exactly what they did. It, it, no wonder it tastes like that because they definitely just like soaked some frosted flakes in some wa- milk and then made it into ice cream. They probably so, ate the frosted flakes out of the milk just to give it authentic flavor. I, I feel like they didn't for health purposes. <laughs> I feel like maybe that would be illegal if they did that. Um, I mean, I don't know what the FDA is like over there. Well, it's not the that. FDA. Oh, so. that see, that's even worse. There's nobody regulating that. They could have. They they definitely have a regulatory body for that, but I don't know. What okay. it, it's definitely not the FDA. <laughs> they don't well, have the I'm American gonna... FDA come over. UK FDA go. Oh, I love Google. Medicine and healthcare products regulatory agency. MHRA. <laughs> That's what it is. I got it. Yeah. So, yeah, the MHRA wouldn't like that very much. So, tomorrow is July 4th here. And um, I'm wondering what happens in the UK on that day when we, you know, left the UK. (laughs) Um, Nothing, I think. It's just a normal day. (laughs) You know what I'm going to be doing is uh, I'm not I don't have to log. You're going to shoot off fireworks like out of there. No, because they don't sell fireworks during this time of year. (laughs) I can't just go to a corner store and buy fireworks right now. So yeah, the fireworks um, 
are definitely happening around here. I have been for a couple of days. We had some really big storms and um, that shut down the fireworks uh, the last couple mm. nights. It's been, it's been excellent. Like about nine thirty, a storm rolls through. <laughs> Absolutely ruins people's plans the to go watch fireworks. Just, yeah. Well, no, the, like the people setting them off in their backyards, right? It, it just yeah. stops. It's amazing how it comes to a halt when a thunderstorm rolls through and it's just pouring. It's not even like the yeah. kind of rain either that's like a sprinkle. It's like, it's like, it's yeah. like you know, it's like well, buckets it's Indiana, of water. So everything's a thunderstorm. <laughs> um, mean, it's not like a light drizzle. It, the, the rain that we've gotten the last few days, Bailey, it's one of those like, you know, you can barely drive down the road because it, it won't drain fast enough. We kind of that's rain, that so. is literally every time it rains in Indiana, I feel like, it it, is like not. that's what I remember from living in Indy was it was like you would watch the storm rolling in. It wasn't like you hardly ever so for the past two days in Glasgow, it's been raining, but it's been sunny rain as in it is sunning it, like yeah, the sun is in full effect and it's having a happy little drizzle. Okay, and you can walk through it, and you don't even like when you're. Yeah, by the time you're in your happens. apartment, you're dry. That's what I'm yeah, talking that about. Happens a, that happens once in a blue moon. That is it's not that kind the of rain. Average <laughs> Glasgow day. Okay, that is that when when it rains in Glasgow, it's not like oh I'm unsafe. Really, oh well, most times. here it's like, like it is most of the time. It feels okay, safe in July when it rains though. It's not safe. Yeah. The <laughs> um, <laughs> summer storms in Indiana are out of hand. Like, yeah. I remember last summer we were sitting on the patio at Brew Burger and I watched the run of thunderstorm like coming across the street. And I was like, we need to finish eating right now. <laughs> like, I hope you're, you guys are done because we lost all power for three hours yesterday. That was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Not I bet. I was, uh, I, I, I was, uh, watching, um, the movie yesterday on my iPad during that time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I felt like it was the 1870s. I mean, it was so primitive with no heat, with no power. <laughs> I mean, it could have been pretty primitive, but my iPad had a full charge. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you were such a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, yeah no i didn't have that problem um power's pretty much on honestly what's been weird is like i haven't had when i was in indy we would have gray outs through the summers where it was like all right well energy is only half working <laughs> like oh like it I, wouldn't fully black out it would just go gray i've never had that happen wherever i've lived so yeah yeah so the apartment in indy it would have gray outs and then we had like a few of those july june july honestly may june july thunderstorms where it was like in the middle of the day and so aj was off at work and i was just like working remote like in the living room and then the entire house would go out and i'd be like well and I'd shoot like a Slack message from my phone and be like, hey, guys, my power's out. Don't know when it's going to come back on. I guess I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I can't exactly go out to like the library or something because it's pouring down rain. Um, and there's, you know, 70 mile an hour winds. So I'm not going to so, go out there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
I'm going to just call it a rain delay on the meeting. Um, and I'll talk to you later. A rain delay. That's perfect. Yeah, sorry, there's a rain delay. Uh, we're now playing on baseball rules for the meetings. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's going to, you know, or gonna... racing. Racing has rain delays too. Oh, that makes dry sense. Because if you hide your plane, you die. Yeah. Well, you know, their tires aren't, uh, uh, you know, Indy cars and NASCAR, they use slicks, right? So if it starts raining, the that's not a safe situation. Like they just that slide. <laughs> um yeah. So you have to wait on them to dry off the track. So not only after it mm -hmm. stops raining, you get a nice delay after mm -hmm. for the track for the track to get dry as they run like big blowers on the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the that's a hoot. You know, it's gonna, that's my favorite part of racing right there is when you're hanging out for a rain delay. So the other mm -hmm. nice thing about staying at SIDS in Chicago was that I was able to first of all hang out with my friend, which was awesome. Um, but we also coordinated um that uh sid's gonna pick me up from the airport and drive me to indy in october me and jimmy so <laughs> i don't i was like really concerned that i was gonna have to like immediately after being on an eight-hour flight hop into a rental car and then remember how to drive on the chicago interstates like this was a this was a real fear of mine that like that was how it was gonna go it's gonna be like Okay, Bailey, welcome back to driving. We know you haven't driven a car daily in a year. You're in three months by October. But uh, we're about to put you in a very stressful driving environment for several hours. Enjoy. Well, you got to drive. So um, now Sid is. You got to drive your Aunt Sherry's car while you were here for a minute, right? Yes, but I didn't drive Aunt Sherry's car more than two miles and those two miles were not on a chicago interstate well i know this but you know you got some driving in so. no i understand but that was not enough driving to prepare me for being <laughs> in chicago traffic heading out of o'hare yeah um in fact it's, it's like even riding as a, a bike, season you know, driver i don't like driving in chicago uh, I, I, you know, it's like riding a bike. You never forget. Just get right back I mean, on. I'm never going to forget driving in Chicago, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be good at it, you know? Yeah. I got faith in you. Mainly because there's a certain level of aggression when you drive in, in, on that particular uh, stretch. There's a certain level of aggression in Chicago. That is true. I'll give you that. Yes. I like when they um, there are cars that like are basically willing to die um, I mean, if you don't let them in. Like, there's no point playing chicken because they clearly are fine if you hit them. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, when someone is care. in a brand new, undented, shiny car going 90 miles an hour through traffic on the interstate outside of Chicago, just know that it's not because they don't get hit. It is because they get hit and then have enough money to, like, make that not matter. Like, <laughs> And they just don't care. They don't care. Yeah. They're willing to buy a new car. They're they're right. like, it's fine. I'll just get a new Maserati. <laughs> It'll just give me an excuse to go get another Ferrari. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is the third one I've bought this year, so I'm just taking it out for a test spin. Yeah. And that's even when they're even more reckless when it's not theirs. And they're just... <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> 
And then, you know what it's, and, and I say this with all my love to the people who drive beaters through Chicago traffic, because people in like bad cars in on that interstate are always driving as safe as they physically can, because they're like, yeah, I won't survive. Okay. Like I know that this car can't protect my life. If you slam into me right now. Well, and I don't, true. and I don't want to die. So, so what do you got coming up this week? Yeah. I, this week I have, what a do show. I have coming up this week? This week I have a show on Friday and I have, um, the Saturday in the park, uh, thing that we're doing for moonshine and music with, uh, several uh, artists playing at Beckenholt park. What do you got going? Well, I'm working. Um, and then on Friday I am meeting friends for a drink because Friday is my one year in Glasgow anniversary. Well, that's cool. Yay. And also we're going to go see Indiana Jones tomorrow on July 4th. So cool. Indiana um, Jones and the dial of destiny. Yeah. I'll so be, I'll be able so, to tell you about that next week. When we so talk. my thing. Huh? Yeah. So yeah. One year in Glasgow, a whole year in Glasgow. Woo. Boop, boop, boop. Yay, Bailey. You, you survived a year in Glasgow. In a foreign country. I did that. Yay. <laughs> Shout out to moving out of your hometown. Well, I mean, you Shout had out moved to, out of your uh, Answering the same question every time someone hears your accent. <laughs> we, we moved you out of your hometown like when you were born, like hours after you were born. We moved you out You're of You're not talking about Muncie. That is not my hometown. It's what? Where you were born. It's your hometown. You gotta, you gotta that plan. doesn't count as a hometown. No. Well, I count Greenfield and as my also, hometown now. Because and also, I've lived when here people say, oh, I need to get out of my hometown, mm -hmm. they do not mean I need to move an hour and a half, 30 minutes to an hour and a half away. It's not. If you can, if you can hang out with somebody in the in one place and then drive home and fall asleep in your own bed that same day you're not like like that's commutable right like it's not commutable bailey come on it is it is, it is basically no. you don't have to call in advance if i'm in muncie and you're in indy um i mean i would because i'm not traveling an hour to, yeah. to hang out and not no one be there so I'm going right, to make plans but... before I do that. Um, and, and, you know, one day, come on, man, you could live in, you could, you could live in Oklahoma and go hang out with friends and get home in the same day. <laughs> no, you couldn't. You could yeah, hold on from Indy. You could not drive to Oklahoma, hang out, have a solid hangout and then drive back. That's yeah, not could. true. You cer certainly no. could. It's about nine hours. How many hours. hours do you think Oklahoma is from you? Nine. What part of Oklahoma are you talking about? Just any part of it. Let's just say the edge of Oklahoma. What? What's the edge of Oklahoma? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm going to call you on this because you're not going to be like, oh, you could hang out with friends in Oklahoma. No, I could not. Yeah, you could. The edge of Oklahoma. Tulsa okay with you? That's not on the edge, is it? It's it says it is the next metropolitan area. It's not Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's in the middle. Tulsa. Let's, let's is, go with let's go with Miami, Oklahoma. 
man, you're really just like, let's cross the border of Oklahoma. I told you, Oklahoma. And then come back. Um, where are we coming from? Indianapolis. And you're lucky I'm not doing it from Muncie because I add an hour and a half to this experiment. It is either seven hours and 45 minutes or nine hours and 11 minutes. I got eight um, hours and 25 from my house. Okay. So, so I could, I could drive there. An eight hour drive uh-huh. requires at least two pit stops in order to not fall asleep at the wheel. I mean, yeah. Okay. So we get there. Which takes it up to nine hours. Nine. Right. That's yeah. what I said. So we drive there so for nine let's hours. Let's say you leave. Let's say you don't even leave early. Okay. Let's see you say you leave at 8 a.m. Okay. You're on the road by eight. Okay. You're on uh-huh. the road. You wouldn't get there until. 4 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. And so then we hang out from 4 to 7. And I four drive to s- back. No, no, no. Hear, hear me out. You arrive at 4. You're staying through dinner. Yeah. So well, you're not we're leaving doing, until 8. We're doing an early dinner because I'm driving in. Why would you? So, yeah. Okay. So let's say you have a solid three-hour hang. Okay? Uh-huh. You are suggesting that you would drive 16 hours for a four-hour hang three-hour hang i mean i'm not saying i would do that i'm saying you could even then then, you wouldn't get home until two o'clock in the morning okay so i i'll make it easier for you let's say that you move to louisville Mm -hmm. okay yeah that's two and a half hours from here hear me out definitely moving away hear me out (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I've done that drive. And uh-huh. I had to stop at a rest stop to fall asleep for a few hours so that I wouldn't pass I wouldn't pass out on the well, wheel. Well, I mean, you know, most of us aren't wussies. Okay. We okay. can actually handle the drive of Hi. five hours. Hi, my name is Bailey Shelton and uh this is my wussy card and I'm playing it. I apparently. I I it's a long stretch. I get I get tired. I get EP. I get sleepy. Okay, I gotta go to bed. Okay, so, you know, for me, if you move outside of your hometown's metropolitan area, you have moved out of your hometown. <laughs> okay, I would argue that okay. Muncie is in Indianapolis's no, metropolitan it is not. area. It is totally it not. Is. It is. It is not. 100% is. 150% yes, isn't. Is. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is at the crux between Indianapolis's <laughs> metropolitan area and Fort Wayne's metropolitan area. And it honestly, I would actually, say that the entire state of Indiana is Indianapolis's metropolitan area. Muncie is its own metropolitan area. You know why I say Muncie is in the metropolitan area of Indianapolis? Because indie radio stations reach out to Muncie. And Muncie radio stations reach to reach to Indy. No. Yeah. Which ones? WLBC. Which ones? WLBC. WLBC does not reach to Indy. It does too. It's 50,000 watts. Mm-hmm. Okay. It reaches to Indy. But India is a much larger city, so it eats that fish. I mean, it, but Muncie is its own city, so Muncie <laughs> reaches, reaches its own situation. Muncie is a smaller city in the Indianapolis metropolitan 
It isn't in the Indianapolis metropolitan area. That is only includes the the counties that surround Marion, and it does not. It's in Delaware I understand, <laughs> but I would argue that if you were talking to anybody who lives outside of Indiana, and someone asked you, "Oh, where are you from?" and you're from Muncie, it would take maybe two questions before you're like, "I'm from basically Indy." I would not. I never have been. I, when I lived in Muncie, and someone would ask me that, I would say, "I live in East Central Indiana. It's a town called Muncie." Mm-hmm. really yes because we lived we lived in like in the area okay and we were in atlanta georgia and you got upset with me because i said oh we're from greenfield and someone was like greenfield is a where's suburb that and you're like when people ask you you say indianapolis and i it's said it's a suburb okay. because you Muncie live in indianapolis is basically a you suburb in- it is not it is <laughs> it is not it is not a city it is not a it city, is a city. It's not it that, totally it's is it's not that metropolitan anymore it's oh, not please. it's not it a city it, it is a city all on its own it, muncie is a city as much as greenfield is a city no muncie's four times the size of greenfield mm-hmm. by area or population population no yes that doesn't feel right. Delaware County is and four times four the size times of the population, Hancock. then they are not talking to each other. What do you mean? But because at no point did that community feel any bigger than Greenfield. It's massively bigger than Greenfield. It is not <laughs> geographically as well. Yeah. Yeah, geographically because it was built off of industry that branched out and then collapsed when those industries moved away. I mean, it's still really big. There's still, um, you know, it's still as big as Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean it's still ha- it's as big as Lincoln, Nebraska? Yes. That can't be true. Totally that true. That can't be true. That's insane. So the biggest city in Nebraska is smaller than the fifth largest city in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay, hear me out. I am never moving to Nebraska. <laughs> I guess not. That sounds awful. You're telling me the biggest place you can go is the size of Muncie, Indiana? Yes. Ew. Gross. (laughs) And that's big. It's a big city. So my friend Addis, one of their closest friends, is this Scottish guy who, like, did study abroad at Iowa State, which is a perfectly good school. But he stands Iowa in a way that I will never understand. Okay? Like, no shade to Iowa. But I feel like Indiana, like, is is an, on an equal footing. And I would never, I would never stand Indiana the way this boy stands Iowa. I would never be like, yes, let's go, Indiana. Best place on earth. I love corn. Like, 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 what? No. Okay, so Lincoln's grown a little bit over the last 10 years. So it's a little bit bigger now, but not much. Mm-hmm. How many people bigger? Um, how many people bigger? It's about twice the size of Muncie now. Okay, that's not a I'm, little bigger. I'm looking that at its growth. The size. It's, it's grown quite a bit in the last 10 years. Okay, so twice the size of Muncie, Indiana is bigger than Fort Wayne. No, I mean, yes, Fort Wayne's not that much bigger than Muncie. <laughs> so so, so comparing Lincoln, Nebraska to Muncie, Indiana is way worse than saying, oh, it's slightly bigger than Fort Wayne. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is that Nebraska has had a population growth because they like made their taxes non-existent for rich people. So a bunch of rich people. That'll do it. I mean, look at Wyoming. Wyoming's got the same thing going on. Mm-hmm. You, you know, make That's it so Jackson millionaires. Holds you make it yeah. so millionaires want to move there, but then nobody's there to help out with them because they can't afford to live there. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that is why Idaho exists. Yeah. In the way it does on the Wyoming border. There's like a whole bunch of people living in Idaho who commute over to Wyoming to work for rich people. <laughs> yeah. And there's no place Yay. to live there either. Cause it's full. Not really. Well, yeah, crazy. Anyway, yeah. Um, I um, I look forward to next week's show. I think we will uh, have some fun topics after the events that are going on. So after Dad finally watches Gilmore Girls, I mean, maybe we'll see if I get some please, in. Please, I want to watch Gilmore Girls again, and I can't get further ahead. Okay, I'll try. Got to bridge the gap, please. I will try. Okay. I will. I will give it a the old college effort. Give it, give it, give it grad school effort. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I love you, dad. I love you, Bailey. Thank you for being a part of the family rabble podcast with Joe Shelton and Bailey Shelton. Join us next time for more fun episodes.